Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Janice Miller, managing partner of Miller Haga and an author. Janice, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Thanks so much for having me. I greatly appreciate being here, Alan. So people are looking at the tagline for this podcast and they're thinking, what is this thing called cooperation? <laughs> Why don't you explain that for us? Sure. Happy to. We're told in business that business is a zero-sum game, right? For some to win, some have to lose. But what does, this, what does this lead to? It leads to cutthroat rivalry amongst professionals. It's bittersweet, needlessly acrimonious, and it hurts the competitors. But what if there's a better way, right? And, and that's really the promise of cooperation. Cooperation is cooperation amongst competitors for the benefit of all. Now, how does this play into your background and the things that you've experienced? Tell us a little bit about your firm and, and what you've been doing. Awesome. Thanks. So uh, I'll say I was born and raised. I was born and raised at Universal Studios Hollywood, where I had the majority of my career and was there for about uh, was there for about 20 years. And about seven years ago, left there and we started a practice here, taking what we did in-house and understanding the in-house model and bringing it outside to benefit our clients. But like a smaller firm, there are four of us here. We don't know everything, right? Uh, I love football and I look at myself as the quarterback. And when any of our clients that are businesses from small businesses up to Fortune 500 companies, um, Fortune 100 companies, actually, if they need something, they come to us as quarterback. And if we don't know, we can take them to special teams. But we don't do everything, right? We have certain disciplines that we don't handle. We have conflicts. We have people that might want somebody taller or smaller, bigger or smaller, you know, bigger or, or, or smaller, or whatever. And that's what really cooperation is about. There are our colleagues that are business transactional lawyers as well. And I don't look at them as competition. I look at them as a resource that I'm able to uh, assist my clients to provide the best service possible. So here's here's the rub, right? Because an attorney listening to this might be saying to themselves, well, we do the same thing. How are they not competition? How are they a resource? Aren't they just going to compete with me for the same clients and take my business? Absolutely not. Maybe one client, maybe in a particular discipline or a particular transaction. But as I said, as lawyers, we have potential conflicts. And sometimes, let me give a divorce example. A couple is divorcing. Female wants a male attorney. They want a female attorney right? You're not everything for everyone. And if you have a network of people, a reliable network that you can refer to, that only builds your business as well as your competitors. And I'm putting competitors in air quotes. We call them cooperatives. <laughs> awesome. I think that's terrific. Um, and I've, I've seen that play out. I know you have too. Um, I work with a lot of attorneys and oftentimes we, when we look at their sources of referrals, their best sources of referrals are other attorneys that do the same kind of thing that they do for the situations and, the, and for the issues you just described. Um, hands, hands down. So let me let me give you an example. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about the book and how the book's structured. The book is structured on the alphabet, short, sweet, to the point. It's 108 pages so that you can read each chapter independently of each other, and then it all goes together. And there's really nothing in the book that is other than common sense. But if you put it all together, it's like, yeah, this is an okay topic. So for example, 
Chapter A is called Always a Consigliere, based on, based on The Godfather and Robert Duvall's character, one of my favorite movies. So the example that I give in that book is we had a huge transaction, needed a tax attorney, it needed uh, a, an employment lawyer, we were the M&A lawyers, but we couldn't do it all ourselves. So we reached out to our network, we brought those disciplines in to assist us, we formed a team. Now look, some law firms have all of those disciplines in-house, but in our sphere, there are a lot of firms that are on the smaller side and need to be able to uh, be that one-stop shop resource for their clients. So what we say is check your ego at the door, you have to do what's right by your clients and prove your worth as a trusted consigliere. Awesome. And so this is something that you've actually been practicing for a long time. Uh, this is not uh, some theoretical exercise. This is based on your actual experience. And so what was it that inspired you to write this book? Great question. Uh, we have been using this in, in the firm and I have for a long, long time. I think more heads are better than one. Uh, what inspired me to write the book? So in this one networking group that I belong to, there uh, I was having a troika. That's a meeting where uh, after you have your standard meeting, people get together afterwards to know, like, trust, refer, and get to know folks better. So I was having this lunch before COVID, and the two folks that I was having lunch with, both also authors, heard my story at Universal and, and how I started out really from scratch and said, you need to write a book. And then COVID happened. And I had laughed because I said before that, yeah, we're all busy professionals. I don't have time to write a book. And when COVID hit, I was given both um, a blessing and a curse. My, my uh, college-age daughter was home for about eight months. And we are very lucky to live about 20, 30 minutes from a beach here in Southern California. And we would go when we were on lockdown, you know, you were allowed out to be outside. We went down to the beach and sat and brainstormed and put the structure of the book together. So that's how it came to be. It's about an 18 month process all in all. So if someone is reading this book, why should they pick it up and what should they hope to get from it? Again, really, really great questions. They should get a sense of calm when they read the book, that it's, it's okay to have people that do the same thing you do. Again, unless you're in a big firm, a big law firm, uh, and it doesn't just apply to lawyers, LA, it really applies to all disciplines. You need assistance. You're not a one-stop shop necessarily. So people should get fun stories, interesting ways, things to be aware of. Giving another example, chapter C in the book is called Confidently Refer. And one thing that I strive to do in the book is let folks know it's okay to refer. Be wary though. Make sure the people that you're referring to answer their emails promptly, respond to phone calls, don't include typos or important correspondence, don't get argumentative with clients, don't miss deadlines, do an overall great job for the client, or don't go over budget. And the key takeaway on, on that is your word matters. And you want to make sure that your referral sources are top-notch. But having, having those referral sources do not by any means mean that you're, in the, that you're dispensable. I've been right. up since 5 a.m. Right. Dispensable. You are quite the contrary. The clients hire you for you. So it's important to build this referral network of professionals who represent your highest ideals. And your clients will thank you for it. If you deliver great results, not only will the clients continue to send business your way, but you'll have this, this referral network now to be able to assist your clients with. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. I'm so glad you brought this up, uh, which is making sure that your referral network is up to the task. 
that right. they're responsive to their emails, that they're good at what they do, that they're not going to damage the client relationship. How do you how do you vet them and figure that out? I think it's timing. Again, one of the networking groups that we belong to said no like, trust, refer. So if, if, for example, so I was in Dallas virtually this morning at 5 a.m. to give a presentation about the book. And there was a, a gentleman in that book that also does business transactional law. I've already reached out to him and I've said, hey, you're in Dallas, I'm in LA. I potentially sometimes get work outside of my sphere in LA. Do you, do you get stuff, I mean, in Dallas, do you get stuff here in LA? Maybe we can partner on things. He's written back. And he said, let's get together. Let's do a Zoom. Let's talk for a few minutes and see how we can benefit each other. I'll have a meeting with him. I'll get to know him. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I, I keep notes and Rolodexes of people where they are so that when I hear something, uh, chapter eight in the book is keep your ear to the ground. Uh, e, keep your ear to the ground. And when you keep your ear to the ground, if somebody has a need and somebody says, hey, I need a business transactional lawyer in uh, the Texas area. And if it's something I can't handle because I'm not licensed in Texas or I need somebody to help partner there, I'll know he's there. And I'll establish that relationship ahead of time look at his networking profiles, speak to other people and try to get a good sense prior to that referral. Yeah, that's terrific, Janice. So there were a few things you brought up there. I want to recap it real quick for our attorney entrepreneurs that are listening. As Janice said, you want to make sure that you do your homework on this person, that you know how long they've been in practice. You uh, have, you know, look, looking at the recommendations or you ask some people who you have in common on your LinkedIn profile if they, you know, if they've worked with them and what their experience has been. Janice and I have an advantage. We're in this, this networking group that she's talking about called Provisors, and you have to be practicing in your field for 10 years before you can even join the group. And so a group like that, which has some barriers to entry to keep out people that may not be experts, is um, is, is another level of reassurance that the person that you're talking to, look, if they've been doing it for 10 years, they've got to at least be okay at what they do, you would think. <laughs> But nothing replaces, nothing replaces actually having a conversation with them. And as attorney entrepreneurs, as you're listening, when you're talking to someone else in your practice area, you can go really deep with them. So you can figure out probably in a 30-minute conversation if they really know what it is that they're talking about or not. Because you're an expert in your field, you can very quickly figure out if they're an expert in theirs. And Janice, I wanted to throw this back to you real quick because... Um, you can't be an expert in everything. And I find that as attorneys practice more and more and the practice grows and grows and grows, you know, they kind of go from being an attorney to being, let's say, a business transaction attorney. But even within business transactions, there's various subspecialties. Can you just comment about how those different subspecialties and sub-niches can really help, you know, with the with the co-opetition concept and making referrals? Sure, but I'm going to go back to one thing that you said when you were recapping. You said something about deep connections. Okay. Deep connections are, uh, I'll say, super, super muy importante. You don't always have to deeply connect on a business perspective either, right? Go to the back of somebody's business card. Find out what their likes are. See if you can connect on that level. Go for walking, drink some wine, play pickleball, do anything out there so that you can deeply connect on another level. And then you'll learn something more about this particular potential referral source. And you can glean a lot of things, play golf, glean a lot of things from that person as well. Okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to say that. Now, now to address your, your question, everybody can't do everything or everybody can't do everything well. 
I look at myself as an uh, outside general counsel for uh, folks. I do a lot of things really well, but there are certain things, as we mentioned, that I don't know. I don't know tax law really well. I'm not a divorce lawyer. I don't do family plan. You know, I don't do trust and estates work. So having those uh, resources for me to go to for my clients is so important to my client and me being um, a really good lawyer and somebody that holistically they can come to me, like I mentioned, as a quarterback, and I can use those folks as special teams. Yeah, and even within business transactions, right? There's different. There's so many different business transactions that are out there. There are people that are experts and focused in certain kinds. I would say yes. We like to say if it can be reduced to writing, we can we can do it. The different kinds of transactions depend probably on the subject matter of what's going on. So if you have a sale that's in a particular industry, there are regular potential regulatory compliances that need to be addressed. Uh, we have a client that's in the alcohol business. So they definitely have regulatory compliance issues. And we partner with the liquor lawyer to understand that aspect of the business. We have certain specialties in-house relating to website privacy policy, terms and conditions, ADA compliance, marketing laws. If we didn't have that, we would have to seek outside assistance with helping us. But each piece of the transaction has independent variables that you want to look at. And you're right. If you don't have it, then you need to go out and cooperate with others. Yeah. And that's really freeing, isn't it? Because now you can focus on the kinds of law that you enjoy doing. So what do you really like? What kind of, uh, what kind of banners do you really enjoy working on? Thanks for asking. I enjoy putting things together. I like doing deals. I like to make love, not war, right? Which is a litigation end of things and put things together. So any corporate formation, startup, uh, anything through the life cycle of, of a company, whether it's a corporation, an LLC, it's the operational contract reviews, it's the raising money and financing, it's bringing on new partners, it's doing buy-sell agreements, it's selling shares to additional partners, it's setting up profit sharing or phantom stock for them. And then when it's time, it's time for whatever that trigger event is, the sale uh, or dissolution of the company. Awesome. Are there specific industries that you really enjoy working in? We're what I'll call industry agnostic. We range the gamut from entertainment matters to manufacturing. I mentioned the alcohol client. We work for a lot of restaurants. I do real estate and leasing uh, for my time at Universal when I was uh, I was involved with CityWalk and did all the leases for CityWalk. So there's no particular industry uh, that I like better. I just like helping my clients and helping people. Awesome. Awesome. I love Thank that. You. I want to go back to the book real quick, if I may. Sure. I'm a big fan of application. I, I don't read a lot of books actually, because I find that I get halfway into like a business improvement book and it kind of goes off the rails and you end up at the end of it trying to apply what you read and you just can't do it because it's overly complicated. It doesn't work. And I, and I tried to, I tried to avoid all that when I wrote my book, Staffing Up, I wanted it to be super applicable. What can a reader um, expect to take away and put into practice in their daily lives if they read Cooperation? So uh, again, great, great questions and love, love what you did with, with your book as well. My book is 26 short chapters. It doesn't take very long to read. You can do it in two chunks. You can do it in one chunk. You could read one chapter for the next 26 days. And what you get, the, the way that the book is formatted is so that there's a concept, a story, and a key takeaway. 
And the key takeaway is what's practical about things. As we mentioned, refer confidently, know what you're doing, keep your ear to the ground, lighten your load. If you have too much going on, call somebody to do it. If you don't know something, phone a friend or enemy, right? If the overall mantra is to do the best that you can for your clients and to benefit the client because the client is the manner in which you continue to thrive and do business, then it's okay. Quench your inner king or queen. Do what's right. Uh, I'm reading the chapters, uh, the the headlines from the from the book. Work smarter and harder. And so like, you, you you said there's 26 chapters. Is each one yeah. a different letter of the alphabet? Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. that's what it's based on. Each chapter is based. Uh, each chapter is based on the uh, the alphabet. That's so clever. That's so clever. Yeah. Thank you. That's the hook. Awesome. And how do they know that they're ready to read this book? What are some of the signs that that if they're seeing this in themselves? that they should say, you know, I really need to read this book. I'm ready for it. It's the right thing for me to do. It's going to really help me do a better job for my clients and really help me grow my business. I, I think every business person, every person, whether they're in business or not, this is applicable to students as well, uh, competing to get into colleges or starting out in business, any discipline, uh, people should read this book. They are gentle reminders of doing the right thing. Awesome. Love it. Janice, you've been incredibly generous with your time. Thanks for jumping on the show with me today. If people want to grab their copy of Cooperation, how can they do that? Thanks for asking. It's available both on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Oh, and, there's a web- and there's a website, cooperation.com. Great. Great. And if they want to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? My email, we have a website, millerhaga.com, where my email address is Miller at Miller Haga and Haga is H-A-G-A.com. Thank you, Janice. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to you know hearing more about your book. You're coming to my provisors group and making a presentation. This can be a lot of fun. Everyone, that's Janice Miller, managing partner of Miller Haga and author of Cooperation, available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and online. Thanks so much, Janice. Thanks for having me, Ellie. Have a great day. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.